Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My old man and I hiked in four miles this week in the Washington forests. Into this deep and thick black timber area chasing pressured elk. Monday morning I was still hunting in and around this rut-torn little glade surrounded by a half mile or more of black timber. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On all sides of it. One of those spots you just instinctively know in your bones that only you and maybe a couple other folks have ever seen. In the millennia it's existed. Anyways I called a bull in on the ridgeline across the glade from me while I was in the middle, maybe 150 yards from me max, and started stalking in on him. 
I got about halfway up the ridge and was almost knocked down by the sudden, overwhelming scent of women's perfume. For some reason I noted it but didn't think anything of it, just chalked it up to being some kind of fragrant mountain flower or bush I wasn't familiar with. And the smell went away instantly. After it didn't work out with the elk I sat down to refuel and wait until dark to see if they'd come back in. And a breeze picked up that was carrying that scent across the glade right into my face. I figured, okay, there's some lady up here that doesn't know WTF she's doing wearing perfume that I'm just not putting eyes on. Somehow despite the fact that this glade is 200 yards long and 100 yards across and she has to be point blank. Well, the breeze picked up and then I started hearing what sounded like whispering tongues all around me and in my head and I was suddenly onset by an immense headache behind my eyes. All of my leg muscles suddenly felt cramped and weak, and every fiber of my being was screaming at me to get the F out of that glade as fast as I could go. I made sure I had a round in the tube and a broadhead on the string and started backtracking as quickly and quietly as my now cramping legs would take me. And as soon as I hit the edge of the glade I am 110% confident I heard a woman giggling and both the wind, smell, and sounds all stopped as soon as both legs were back in the timber. I got to camp with about 3 hours of light left and didn't say a word to my old man because he would say I lost my marbles and was being a big baby. He went into the same spot on Tuesday morning but came in from the south higher up on the ridgeline and worked his way down. I got back to camp early again that day still spooked and he was already there. This is unusual because my dad has been a hardcore hunter since he was a teen. That special type of 3 miles from camp? No factor, I'm waiting until last light before I leave my stand kind of guy. Before I had even set my bow down he looked at me, calm but clearly confused, and says I smelled a woman's perfume from the top of the ridgeline down but didn't see any sign anyone else is up here. You notice anything when you were in there? I said yes I smelled the same thing, but we ended the conversation there. We picked up camp and moved about a mile down the mountain that afternoon on the same ridgeline. That night, despite being a ways away from that spot, something came through camp and I swear I could hear voices in the woods. To make matters creepier, on one side of that glade I found a bird picked clean to the bone with the carcass, mostly intact sand skull and feet. When I got back from the evening hunt Tuesday, there was an explosion of grouse feathers at the foot of my tent. Carcass picked clean to the bone but missing skull and feet again. We packed up camp at 3.45 am and hiked all the way back to the truck in the dark and found a new spot to hunt. I don't believe in ghosts, spirits, etc. and have convinced myself it was a strange series of coincidences, caffeine withdrawal, and lack of foliage knowledge, but it really makes a guy wonder sometimes in those deep dark holes. Especially having an extremely skilled and knowledgeable hunter like my father experience it and have no answer. Last season I was on a solo hunt about 8 miles from the truck. I shot a buck at 30 yards with my long-range precision rifle at last light. He rolled down to the bottom of a small drainage. Oops let me backtrack, I had to shoot him twice because I don't practice 30-yard scope rifle shots, but apparently they're more difficult and require more skill than a 300 shot. 
Anyhow as I came to grips with the situation I started quartering him up. It was now dark and I was battling the carcass and the choked vegetation at the bottom of this drainage. I was getting impatient and did something dumb by cutting towards my hand. And wouldn't you know I cut myself to the bone on my palm, narrowly missing some big viand on my wrist. So now I'm pissed and about to leave the meat where it lays. But after bandaging myself, I calm down and continue my chores. Now I'm bent over with my head down as I'm trying to pull off another rear quarter, and I hear something running through the grass right up to my side. It happened so fast that I barely had time to let out a yell before it could have kissed me. I only saw a flash of fur and vegetation moving as I stood up. It ran back uphill. My adrenaline was pumping for sure. I then watched it come back around into sight about 20 yards uphill from me. In my headlamp I could see the eyes of a predator and it looked like a crawler. Thinking it was a creeter I hollered at it and picked up my rifle. It actually came closer to about 10 yards from the carcass and I finally glimpsed it had no tail. Then I hollered a couple more times and it slunk away. I felt a little more at ease knowing it was a crawler, figuring he was downwind of the kill and maybe he didn't realize I was there, till I stood and yelled? If that were Bigfoot, I'd be scared. It was a pretty large creature which is why I had initially thought cougar. After that he didn't come back but it made me a bit jittery every time I had to bend into a submissive position to finish processing the deer. Once safely back at my truck I again felt like king of the mountain. I have also heard a number of local backcountry cartel activity stories. Not my personally stories, but those ones freak me out way more than a jealous crawler. In the middle 1990s my brother and I spent two weeks bow hunting out between Avondo and Lincoln, Minnesota. We kept camp at the base of the mountain range as far as the road went. South gate of the Bob Marshall. On one of the first nights there my brother was sound asleep in our tent. I woke up for some reason, and heard something moving around very quietly. I listened for a bit, and located the .44 mag pistol we had in the tent with us. We had all of our dishes stacked on a table alongside the outside of the tent. I heard dishes clinking, very quietly, but being moved. I thought at first maybe a mouse, but they were moving a bit more than a mouse could do, a coon maybe, but I also envisioned a bear. Blackie or Grizz. A little later as I listened I ruled out coon, the footsteps were too heavy. Whatever it was it was moving slowly and with deliberation, trying to be quiet. The more I listened, the more it sounded more like human footsteps. I thought about waking my brother who was lightly snoring, but I let him sleep. After a while it got silent, and I fell asleep. I woke early in the morning and went out expecting dishes to be tipped over, the noise was enough that they had to be in disarray. Not one cup, not one bowl, not one piece of silverware was out of place. I said nothing to my brother. We hunted hard all the next day and I slept like a rock the next night. Never woke. Got up in the morning and started getting ready to move out for the day and my brother stopped me. Funny look on his face. He asked me if I heard anything last night. I said no, slept like a rock. He said in the middle of the night he was awoken and he sat with the .44 in his hand for near an hour. 
He then relayed to me he having the same exact experience I had the previous night. Remember, I had said nothing to him about it. I then told him about that previous night. I think back to that time period and area now and wonder if possibly it was a person. We weren't all that far from where a man lived by himself, and he traveled these mountains by himself all the time. Makes me wonder if Ted the Unabomber might have paid our campsite a visit. Lots of people say they feel tired before they vanish. I've had a similar experience, that is 100% real and cannot explain. As I am a total night owl and I'm only ever tired in the morning when I have to get up for work. Hunting will get right up though. Long story short my family and I were camping in the Adirondack Mountains and I fell unusually tired right as the sun went down. We heard what sounded like cult music, I really can't explain it, and both kids, fiancé and both dogs heard it. It was up the mountain where it goes 20 plus miles until anything else and this was on a Sunday night. We were the only ones out there to my knowledge based off the sign in sheets at the trailhead slash dirt road. The creepy music slash sounds kept getting closer and it put all of us and dogs on edge. My dogs are quite large and no one would be okay with walking up on us if they seen them, Pitbull and Dogo Argentino. They were jumping in the car crying to leave which is super odd. By 11 it got really close and the sound stopped and turned into rustling in the forest all around us. Not gonna lie we fired shots off and blasted the car radio. Everyone wanted to leave but I was spent. Too tired to clean up the campsite and massive tent. Kids were freaking out and yelling at me to leave and for whatever reason I just didn't care and finally gave up and said go to bed. It calmed down and just when I fell asleep, Something next to the tent let out what I can only describe as a gorilla sound, sounds dumb I know, and was very deep and guttural sounding. My youngest shrieked and I got up and told him it was me and to go to bed. The next day I woke up to piss, and fell asleep face first with my legs hanging outside the tent. Woke back up around 1 and almost took a dive into the fire I was so tired, fiancé grabbed me and tossed me onto a chair. Had a pounding headache all day, like migraine bad. Where I'm getting it is, a lot of these bodies that they find have the date rape drug or something similar in their system when they do autopsy. I've read the next day you have a horrible headache and no I wasn't on drugs and was not drinking, I usually would but was too tired already by sunfall. I was more tired that night than taking NyQuil slash Benadryl and trying to stay awake. The whole thing was weird and didn't realize the connection until I watched 411 and did research on the area I was in and found out multiple people have gone missing in this area. Not many were found. I think if it wasn't for the dogs, guns, and the amount of people, four people and two dogs, I might've gone missing and been a victim of body experiments and anal coring. Lol, for real, that's how some people are found. Now that would be the worst way to be found dead. I have since gone back and nothing happened the second time but also brought more people because, well duh. Weird thing happened on the first day also while we were setting up camp. A deck officer stopped by and asked if we had our permit. I said what permit, he said you need a permit of staying for a week or more. I told him we are only here for two nights and then asked him what was down further into the deeper wilderness. 
He acted skittish of the question and said you have a good spot, stay here. He jumped in his jeep and took off quick. I just thought he was being an ass for whatever reason cutting me off short and borderline yelling at me in front of my kids like that. I believe he has witnessed whatever the heck it going on out there and thankfully prevented us from going deeper into the woods. Some years ago I was staying at my uncle's house for a few days to do some whitetail hunting. Just for some context, the property is only a few acres with the house, two connected barn slash garage buildings and a small cabin, about 12 by 12, about a hundred yards down the hill. There was fresh snow and a full moon and my uncle and I were down in the cabin with ARs and a coyote called till about midnight. The entire time I had this feeling like we were being watched. Just kind of a cold feeling. I just kind of shrugged it off and didn't say anything. I was 13 or 14 at the time and didn't want to seem like a sissy, for some reason we decided not to go deer hunting in the morning. We were cooking breakfast in the house when my uncle looked out the window and noticed that the man door to the barn was open. He was kind of confused as he was sure that he had locked the previous morning. I pulled on boots and went to go shut the door and make sure no chickens were in the barn or anything. As I got closer to the barn, I noticed tracks in the snow. I immediately went on high alert. Neither of us had come up from the cabin this way and it had snowed yesterday afternoon. As soon as I got to the door, I could see a single boot print on the face of the door which was now hanging at a slight angle. Someone had evidently kicked it open. I checked the door to the other barn and found that the lock had been pried off. I began to follow the tracks around the side of the house. All of the sudden I heard freeze. I did. The voice then said to turn around slowly with my hands in the air. I then heard shit. Didn't realize it was you. A man stepped out from behind the brush, lowering his glock. I recognized Tom the neighbor from the next property over. We had only met a few times but he recognized my face. He then told me to run get my uncle, there was someone out here and he had been robbed. I told him about the barn and showed him the tracks then ran to get my uncle. It took us a few minutes to get back outside because my uncle had to wake up my aunt and grab a pistol for her. She stayed in the house with my cousins who were still sleeping. Right as we were getting out the door, this guy came running up the driveway, quickly identifying himself as Tom's friend. He started yelling that we got him. Tom has him over in the back. By the time the three of us got over there, the cops had arrived and had a guy in custody. As we walked up they were pulling two Taurus 9mm out of his bibs pockets. Tom had caught the guy circling back to try and escape on his Harley. When the first officer came running up, Tom had the guy face down in the snow with a gun to the back of his head. They released the body cam footage later and you can hear the cop joking why'd you even call us? Looks like you've got everything covered. Around this time the last neighbor came running up. This guy was the definition of redneck, long gray hair, lived in a trailer in the woods, shotgun in hand. Tom and my uncle had to hold him back as he charged the guy in cuffs. He was yelling that the guy had tried to break into his house. Later we went to his trailer and could see a pitchfork stuck all the way through the door, the guy ended up having two firearms, a dagger, various drugs, and other miscellaneous items on his person. Here's where we get to the creepy part. 
We retraced the dude's tracks to see where he came from and found that he had come from back towards the cabin. When we got down there with one of the officers we saw his tracks on the porch of the cabin where he had stood and looked into the windows. The same cabin we had been in while coyote hunting, continuing along the tracks, we discovered that he had come from the woods in front of the cabin. His tracks were all over the place. We even found where it looked like he got down and crawled up to the edge of the woods. At that point I had an idea. I ran over to a trail camera that we had placed over a deer trail. Like I thought, in two of he videos you could see a dark figure moving in the trees. In the third video, you could clearly see the guy ducking from tree to tree. The timestamp of that video was 10.50. That cam wasn't 75 yards from the cabin. Turns out I should have trusted my gut the night before. A hunting trip that had a spooky night, but different from all the rest. Me and two buddies decided to go on one of our elk hunting trip. One of my partner's dad came along for the hunt. The first night in the tent sleeping I was awoke from someone screaming and cussing then a laughter that was totally childlike. I realized it was my friend's dad who was next to me in the tent making the noise. He finally stopped it, but wasn't sure if he was going to kill us or what. Next morning I asked what all that was about last night. Come to find out a few years back the old guy had some head trauma. Now some nights he screams and talks in his sleep. He doesn't remember any of it at all. Boy I sure did sleep that night. Especially when he told us to get out of the barn or he was going to kill us. Then start laughing. I was hunting black-tailed deer on Kodiak Island a couple years ago. We were dropped off on a beach at first light, and within 5 minutes saw a massive brown bear watching our every move about 25 years off the beach. Not being from Alaska and having minimal exposure to hunting in brown bear country it was eerie, even if it was expected. We carry on and end up getting to about 1000 feet of elevation and find a rare opening to glass from. The terrain on Kodiak is some of the most godforsaken on the planet until you get around 2000 to 2500 foot of elevation. We end up spotting a great buck at around 325 yards and decide to take the shot. He disappears over a ridgeline and out of view. 325 yards doesn't seem like a long distance, but in that terrain it took us about 45 minutes to an hour to finally track him. Knowing that we are in a race against time, we immediately get to work processing and packing it. About 15 minutes into it, we heard the bone-chilling growl of a weird creature extremely close by. We immediately pop up and see what looked like a VW bus slowing walking our way. We grabbed what we could and got the F out of Dodge. Even having spray and pistols for defense, you still feel helpless against that massive death machine. I know this is commonplace for folks in Alaska, but it was a hell of a first experience hunting Kodiak. Muzzleloader season, December in Massachusetts. I am done at this point with climbing trees waiting for a deer. It is ground hunting time. I'm in the woods nice and early. It is pitch dark. I'm all alone. Get to my spot and sit on the ground to wait for daylight. Then it starts. Horrible screeching noise. 
like out of a horror film. It is far away, for now. Every few seconds it goes off. And it is hauling ass. And it is coming toward me. I'm like, well, whatever it is it has the advantage because I cannot see crap. Keeps coming, closer and closer. Horrible screech. I'm screwed. It obviously knows where I am because it is hauling ass right to me. Good way to die. Doing what I love. Then it is past me. Still screeching out of control. Going further and further away. Thank God. Later in the day I go home and do some research on what could make such a god-awful sound. I have never ever heard it before. I bet some of you already guessed it. It was a freaking Wendigo. I guess it is the sound they make when they are trying to locate their mate. This was just last week Wednesday during deer season at my farm in Northeast Missouri. It was around 5.30 AM, it was a super clear, cloudless sky with virtually no moon, just tons of stars. We had just pulled into a pasture area off an unlit gravel road a quarter mile or so from the ground blind we were going to hunt out of. We were at the back of my SUV with the hatchback closed, no lights on, and we were gathering our gear getting ready to start walking. All of a sudden there was this instant, gigantic flash of light right on us and around us, maybe literally only a fraction of a second in duration. It wasn't lightning, wasn't on the horizon or anything, just right on us. As if an enormous camera flash was triggered on us. I'm not sure I've ever seen a light as bright and as quickly on and off as that was. We both looked at each other and said what the heck was that? Neither of us had or has any idea what that was. But I'm glad my buddy was there as a witness because I don't think anyone would believe it if I told them about it. Any thoughts on what that could have been? About 10 years ago a group of us were hunting in Colorado during first season with cow tags. Our camp was set up with a wall tent and a camper, three of us in the wall tent and another guy was in his camper. We had all the coolers lined up outside along one of the walls of the tent. We had just gone to bed and I was laying there trying to fall asleep and it sounded like the guy in the camper was digging around in one of the coolers. I didn't think much of it because we would routinely set out food that was frozen for the next day. This went on for a few minutes then stopped. I was just about to doze off when it started up again, only this time it sounded like something was coming under the tent wall. Now mind you, we're all zipped up in sleeping bags like big burritos. The other two guys in the tent were in their late 50s and were basically comatose. I start to freak out thinking it's a bear and know I have no way to protect myself. Of course my pistol is in the truck, so I reluctantly grab my headlamp. Much to my surprise I've got a fox about 4 feet from me in the tent and he doesn't seem too concerned. I've got about a 100 different scenarios going through my mind on what's about to happen. I make it known that we have a visitor and the other two wake up. We all kind of scramble out of our bags and take defensive positions. Turns out it took one of us throwing a boot to get him out of the tent. The guy in the trailer heard the commotion and came out with his .357 but no shots were fired. He thought it was a bear as well. After my heart rate calmed down a little bit we all had a good laugh. 
Needless to say my pistol that had been in the truck was right next to me each night after that. That fox wasn't too scared of us and we figured he had been either helping himself to other camps or being fed by others. We only saw him that night, thankfully, I thought he may be back for seconds. On a side note, my dad, he was there, got me a Roxy the Fox stuffed animal for Christmas that year. We all got another good laugh out of it and it gets brought up from time to time. British Columbia, Canada. I get back to camp around 8 p.m. for my day hunt and my buddy's watching my brother skin a black bear he just killed. My buddy tells me he got a bad shot on a mule deer buck up on the mountain and lost the blood trail. I tell him we're going up and finding that buck so we set off on our ATVs. We get up to around 7,000 feet on the ATVs and set off on foot to the spot he shot the buck. We blood trail for a good couple hours before I decide to call it quits and look in the morning. As we head out of the Deze timber towards our ATVs I look up and see what looks like a bright red slash orange flare. I'm thinking that's weird at 12 AM. It's not a flare because it's just hovering there dead still and is getting brighter and closer. It wasn't until we looked to our right and see two more further off to the horizon when we started to really think WTF. Drones looking for poachers at night? No noise and very strong winds, it can't be. When the clouds passed in front of the lights we could see the amber slash Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Red glow reflecting off the clouds. We're both feeling creeped out so decide to just head towards the ATVs. About five minutes later we look up and notice all three lights are in a totally different part of the sky and slowly moving around. We both felt like these were things observing us because we had our headlamps on shining around a forest for two hours on the top of a mountain at midnight. These lights almost seemed curious as to what we were doing. We get on our ATVs and head down the mountain in a hurry. 
The sky was 90% clear that night so you could see the Milky Way and the stars besides the odd bit of cloud rushing by. As we look back to get a different look slash viewpoint the entire sky as far as the eye could see is completely black in cloud cover. Such a dense dark high ceiling black you wouldn't know the sky was covered in even there, just a limitless space of blackness. We still have no idea what it was. We asked conservation officers if they were using any drones in the area and the answer was no. I have a very poor quality vid of it. I thought, no one ever films their experience so I'm whipping out my camera. Three years ago I was hunting antelope out in the northern part of the Red Desert in Wyoming, near an area called Bison Basin. I was hunting alone and put on a short stalk over a ridge on a group and picked out a nice buck and put the shot on him he dropped and I made my way out to field dress and tag him and get him loaded up. It was about 200 yards out to where he dropped and as I'm walking out and nearing him I look off in the distance towards the south and see an extremely bright light heading quickly in my direction. I'm a little confused at first because there was no road out there. I thought maybe it was a game warden and a side-by-side -side coming to check my tags and whatnot after he heard me shoot. The light was about two miles off when I first noticed it. I get to the buck and see the light still zooming toward me, hovering about just above the sagebrush. It's about a mile out and I notice there is no sound at all expecting to hear a motor running at this point. I also notice that with the sun setting behind me and the light in front of me it appears to be almost a reflection from the setting sun, like a mirror zooming over the top of the sage. I started to get spooked at this point. I divert my attention from the light and quickly fill out my tag and tie it on his horn and I look up and see the still silent light is about a quarter mile off and it dives down behind some sage and I don't see it anymore. At this point I'm ready to get the F out. I field dress as fast as I possibly can all the while peeking up to see if the light has returned. After about 2 to 3 minutes I look up and about 5 miles in the distance I see the light now zooming away from me across the prairie. It's going faster than any side by side or ATV could possibly travel in that terrain and it has covered about a 4 to 5 mile distance in a matter of minutes. I finish dressing and then nearly run slash drag the antelope back to the road and run to my truck get the antelope loaded into the cooler and get the F out. No clue what that light was that day, I asked around if game and fish has been using drones to observe hunters and they have not been doing that, plus a drone would have made a considerable amount of noise given it came close enough for me to hear it especially given the size. Would love to know what I saw that day, spooked me pretty good. One morning back in 2018, I was getting ready to go sit a spot by a creek near Seven Oaks Cali for the OW D14 opener. It was about 5 AM still dark, owls still going off here and there. I was loading my gear up and strapping my back on checking my headlamp exkisk. The night sky was moonless and stars were still out, really a beautiful morning coming, but as I started out on my walk off the trail to my sit. I felt something weird hit the back of my neck like chills you get when you go on a roller coaster. I noticed this instantly and felt fear. Next I know I hear loud loud stomping like heavy footsteps at least 50 feet from me in the pitch black dark. 
I try to hit it with my headlamp and can't see anything as the sounds getting faster and closer. It sounded almost like boots slamming the dirt. I freaked and hauled ass back to my truck which was only about 40 yards away at this point. I jumped in pack on and all started it turn the high beams on and reverse the lights to where I came running. Nothing, not a damn thing was moving. I sat there until sunrise on edge with only my bow and 10 inch blade on me. To this day I tell my wife this story from time to time. She thinks it was just a bear, I agree to a point, but then you think about how silent a bear really is, and it makes you wonder. So I had something weird happen to me and my best friend this deer season and I didn't realize how odd it was until later on. We have been backpack hunting a section of the Allegheny National Forest the last couple of years. We camp against a huge boulder with a small overhang to shelter us from the December weather. Now we have been to this spot multiple times and spent a lot of time pre-season cutting firewood, setting up stands, camping, ect. Right beside where we camp is a small crevice under another boulder that we plan to keep gear or wood in to stay dry when we weren't there, and have examined this space several times. This season after I had been up there for three days and he had been there for two, we ran into another hunter and BS'd for a while. My friend stated that we needed to bring a shovel up for cat holes after the other hunter walked off. I shit you not, I turned around and something yellow caught my attention in that crevice. I reached in and grabbed a full-size fiberglass-handled shovel. There were no signs of anyone camping there before. We never took a shovel up. Had cleaned leaves and debris out of that crevice multiple times before and there it lay. It literally appeared out of thin air, I don't have any way of explaining how it happened or how we could have missed it before. Probably the most bizarre thing that's happened to me in the woods. I had a weird experience once while hunting. A few weeks before the experience I remember waking up from sleeping in my bed at home to a loud cracking noise. I didn't know what it was and couldn't remember a dream. A few weeks later I was hunting beside a creek and walked across a large frozen puddle. When I was in the middle of the puddle I heard a loud cracking noise. At that very instance I had a flashback slash out of body experience to the cracking noise that woke me up from my sleep a few weeks prior. At that moment I was able to recall my dream and in the dream I was looking down from the sky on the exact scene I was in reality. I mean exact everything, exact bend in the creek, exact amount of snow, wearing the exact clothing, and carrying the exact gun. It is the only out-of-body experience I have ever had and it was likely just my brain retroactively filling in a gap in memory but it was pretty creepy to me. Two years ago on my birthday. Duck hunting a swamp in southwest Wisconsin solo on a misty and cold day in October. The water was really high at the time and the woods were pretty flooded knew a clearing in the woods that would ducks were working near so snuck in and set up. After three hours of not getting any shots I heard something splashing through the water about 75 yards ahead of me to my left. Expecting to see some deer I start scanning and caught a glimpse of something jet black ahead of me. 
It was all marsh grass so I could see pretty clearly and what I saw looked like a head above the marsh grass working towards the only three trees. It got to the trees about 60 yards ahead of me and then I never saw it again. The grass was only about three feet tall and I thought bare at first but never saw its back and didn't see pronounced ears on top of its head. It was almost as if a person was crouched walking slowly left to right to hide behind the trees. My eyes didn't leave those trees for about 10 minutes and it became dead silent. Like no wind and no more birds. I picked up my stuff and hightailed it out of there. Bears are also pretty rare in that part of the state and I think about that experience almost daily because I just don't know what I saw. Second story was this past September in South Dakota near the Badlands antelope hunting. We were scouting a high top area near camp and found three big distinct circles of rocks and thought they were old, big fire pits. That night the wind is blowing pretty good in the tent. But we could hear a low drumming or banging noise. Then as I'm about to fall asleep my buddy jumps up and says there's someone here. He saw a bright light outside the tent door and he thought someone was going through our camp. He unzipped the tent and no one there. We woke up the next day and a local farmer who grazed cattle on that piece of BLM land gave us a visit. Told us there were three old teepee circles up above our camp. I got goosebumps hearing that and we came to the conclusion that we were hearing drums the night before and possibly got visited by an Indian spirit or something. Kind of a cool, but creepy experience. I was on a solo deer scouting trip on some private land. It was a quick overnight trip, so I decided to sleep in the back of my FJ cruiser. I drove about a mile deep from the highway and parked for the night in some spotty juniper. I went to bed around 9.30, I cracked the car windows a few inches to let the summer breeze in. Around 2 AM I heard a weird noise outside the car. I didn't recognize the noise, but it sounded like a whisper saying hashta hashta. I laid there trying to figure out what the noise was and how far away it was. It continued to get closer until it sounded like it was right outside the driver's side door. I grabbed my SIG P329 millimeters, but I was too scared to sit up and look outside the window to see what it was. I would guess my heart rate was around 200 BPM, nearly beating out of my chest, meanwhile my body lay there petrified. After about 15 seconds I decided to sack up and reach into the front seat to honk the horn. The sound stopped after that. I turned the car on to see if I could see anything with the headlights, nothing. I somehow was able to fall back asleep, relying on the door locks to protect me from the evil demon. The next morning, I didn't see any tracks around the car or any deer on my hike. I'm not really a believer in the supernatural so my rational guess is that it was maybe a cat? Twenty nineteen archery. We arrived at the edge of the wilderness area and set off for camp at maybe 8 p.m. We had scouted it before and partner had several camp spots to choose if the first one or two were occupied. We weren't concerned about finding camp in the dark. I remember it rained right before we got there and everything was wet. We got about three miles in, camp was almost four miles, and were stopped taking a water break standing on a steep grassy hill. We looked back down and noticed a light in the patch of dark timber. 
At first I thought it was maybe a lantern being carried by an outfitter on horseback. I was moving around kind of side to side and I think coming sort of our direction. Then I realized it was much too high off the ground to be carried by someone. It moved in a way that was not someone's headlamp. It didn't have a beam like a flashlight, more glowing about the size of a softball or grapefruit, and there was no trail over there. I still can't explain what I saw. At the time we were both just like, ha, huh, I wonder what that is. It is a grueling hike into camp and for some reason it didn't freak us out. I've never seen anything like it since. Most nights it's well after dark getting back. I was bow hunting one morning before work back in Maine. Didn't have much luck so I was hiking out back to my truck along the trails following the power lines that were running through the woods. There was this spot that had a gas line that paralleled the power lines and where they met was a sandy spot the size of a pitcher's mound I like to check for deer tracks. I start walking over and I hear this sound I have never heard in my life before. Kind of like a dying rabbit but more of a crying type noise. I start walking closer to the sound and when I get about 30 yards I see this 3 feet tall black animal. I thought maybe it was a bear cub but bears haven't been in this area for 30 to 40 years. I crept in closer to the animal as it was still early morning and I couldn't tell what it was. I get about 15 yards and the animal morphs. It doesn't move, it morphs and looks like the top split in half from the waist. That's when I realized. I will tell of one really odd experience that scared the hell out of me and everyone in camp. We were in the Gila here in New Mexico, deer hunting, I think it was 2014-15, somewhere around there. Hunting Unit 16 in November for deer. It was damn cold that weekend, and we just got back to camp one evening. Made a fire and were cooking dinner, off to the northwest, we saw a really bright light, looked like it was heading towards us coming in really fast, bright as the moon. All of a sudden it stopped mid-air, and started to descend, all of a sudden, a bright blue light came out of the wilderness pointing up to the other light, then a big dome-like thing appeared, the light in the air descended into the dome, and the dome collapsed around the other light, granted all that area is wilderness, and vast as hell. Needless to say, it scared us to the point that we took all the rifles into the tent that night, and extra ammo. Never seen anything like it. Locals in that area do talk about seeing weird crafts flying over sometimes. A lady I that area talked about a cigar-shaped craft hovering over her one evening. Hell if I know. I was climbing up one of the local mountain ranges, spent the day around treeline, and as usual, headed back after dark. As I was headed back using the headlamp for light, a set of eyes shows up and starts following me. I know black bears on occasion will trail a person, I know someone locally that had that happen to them. Well the eyes follow me for a ways, but I can't make out the animal. I yell at it, but it doesn't seem phased, and my old dog could care less. I keep on headed down the trail, and another set of eyes shows up too. They were staying right at the edge of my headlamp's range, and not making any noises that I could identify the animals. 
while I keep trucking down the trail, and more sets of eyes keep showing up. And then more, until I could identify them. Cows. A bunch of damn cattle kept coming in and following me. They followed me all the way from that ridge back down to my truck. Fairly spooky to begin with, but ended pretty entertaining. There must have been 50 or 60 following me back to the truck by the time they all figured I was their leader. I had just bought and finished the missing 411 Hunter book a couple years ago and was headed out scouting for mule deer in summer. My destination was about 25 miles by ATV from my house and I was determined to be at the top of a 2000 feet climb on foot by first light. So I made the trek in the dark on the ATV nervous and seeing weird stuff like shadows in the corners of my eyes. I got about halfway and noticed a white figure running alongside my ATV at about 20 miles per hour only a few feet away. I panicked and gunned the throttle to get away screaming like a little girl. Then I realized I was riding through sheep and it was a sheep dog. Later I came across a bear hiking up the mountain in the low light. I lollygagged hiking up the mountain in the dark being spooked, needless to say these stories can really get to your mind when solo. Then I set up my solo tent the night before opening day on top of the mountain and got spooked by noises all night around the tent. At one point getting out with the pistol and flashlight to see nothing. I hunt alone a lot, and have seen slash heard some weird stuff, but nothing that ever really creeped me out. Humboldt, California. Came across a man-made clear cut in the forest 200 yards long and 50 yards wide after passing numerous private property signs on national forest land. On the right in the opening were three big lifted trucks, huge outfitter tents, and a 30 by 30 square stack of empty soil bags piled over 10 feet high. In the middle of the opening was a no trespassing sign, and having seen enough, we left quickly. I've found a survival lean to near a Boy Scout camp, seen hikers go to the bathroom while glassing, been trailed by mountain lions, had a bear stand up in a willow patch 20 away and we had a 30 second stare down, I won that one. Even had a bush growl at me. But, worst thing that ever happened to me though, started out as the most peaceful night ever. If you think you hate Cali, take it from someone who grew up here and sadly still lives here. I hate it way more than you. I was just getting into my hammock on the opening day of archery season, 2013, my first in Cali after moving back here from Minnesota. I sure do miss Minnesota. I'm 4 miles deep, it's 65 at 9 pm that night, and the sky is clear, stars are bright. I'm just about to fall asleep when I hear it. Boom, boom. Techno music coming from far, far away. I was miles from the nearest road and the music was so loud, my chest vibrated. It was a constant beat that did not stop or slow down. It took all of me not to pack my shit up, and follow the music to what would have been a massacre had I found them. It lasted from 9pm to 6am in what was still my worst night on the mountain, and I've slept in the rain soaking wet around a campfire just surviving the night. I got out of my hammock and as I made a little noise, 50 yards away a black bear huffed at me. No clue he was there since I couldn't hear anything over the horrible sounds all night. 
it'll take the Wendigo, Land Whale, Spooky Ghosts, and most other shit over that night in the insane asylum. About 15 years ago I was rifle hunting in northern Minnesota. I am walking into the woods to a spot where I intend to put up my climbing stand. I hear a noise to my right side. I stop wait a few seconds, don't hear anything. So I start walking again and this time I definitely hear something walking on the fresh snow. I stop again this time. It stops. Start walking again. This time I hear footsteps to the left. My hair stands up on the back of my neck. I realize my rifle is unloaded so I quickly fumble around and get the mag full and one in the pipe. I continue to my spot and finally get set up. 10 minutes later the howls of wolves let loose from all sides of the woods. Sent shivers down my spine. I hunt for a few hours and of course I don't see any deer. Looking at my foot tracks I had wolves tracking me from the sides about 30 yards off the trail and one set right on top of my tracks. I now keep my gun loaded from the moment I get out of the truck. Several years ago a buddy and I are out on a late season hunt and there is quite a bit of snow on the ground. We are several miles back nowhere near any trail other than game trails. We came upon a small tent set up in a pretty thick area. I remember that we called out so not to freak anyone out and slowly approached. That's when we noticed that there weren't any tracks in the snow at all and it was down in the low teens. Now we are trying to decide if we should look inside or just leave it and if we look, who is going to do unzip that door? I was worried that if someone was camping in these temps and hasn't been out in who knows how many days, it might not be good. After getting all worked up I opened the tent to find it empty. Thank God. Haha <laughs> it always amazes me how we can instantly imagine the worst scenario. My dad lives about 4 miles town. He lives on a sand road. And by town, I mean small, less than 100. Never have worried about locking the doors. He came home from work one evening and went to cook supper. Seen he had left a skillet on the stove from the evening before. But confused him since he always cleans everything up. He opened up the dishwasher to put the skillet in. And there was a dirty plate, fork, mixing bowl, spoon, drinking cup and spatula in there. Now he is thinking WTF. He emptied the dishwasher the evening before. So he started thinking one us kids came down for some reason. The more he was around the house the more things he noticed weren't right. In the kitchen trash was a ice cream sandwich wrapper. He just bought the box and hadn't opened it yet. The TV remote wasn't where he always left it. When he was going to his bedroom to get ready for bed. He noticed an empty yogurt container in his bathroom trash. He never puts anything in his bathroom trash but thing from the bathroom. That night he didn't sleep good. Got up early the next morning and looked the whole house over. Nothing touched. Not the guns leaned up the corner. Not the glass jar with change and cash in it. No odd tire tracks in the driveway. But, about 100 feet from the house on the greater ridge. There was two sets of boot tracks. One coming onto and leaving his place. 
never did have it happen again, or hear of it happening to anyone else. He just figured it was someone down on their luck needing a meal. Best part is. They cooked pancakes with syrup, eggs, sausage links, poured a glass of milk even put chocolate syrup in it, had a yogurt and ice cream. And dad had to do the dishes. I grew up in rural West Virginia, town population was 436, the kind of place where everyone knows everyone and their business. We lived at the end of a dirt road with no more houses PSTS, but just some mixed pasture and big timber forests. Our parcel was just a few acres. One day, I was sitting on our porch and all of a sudden, a middle-aged woman walked out of the woods next to our house without acknowledging me, strolled out onto the dirt road, and walked out of sight. She was not from our town and would have been miles from the nearest road to get to that patch of timber. I don't believe in ghosts, but this was very Blair Witch. We also had one of those cheap above-ground pools growing up. At this point, the landowner past our house had moved a mobile home in for his ex-con nephew. One morning, we woke up to go swimming and our pool water was all rust-colored, pretty opaque. For days, we couldn't come up with an explanation. Then we heard that the nephew next door had engaged in some criminal activity, got stabbed, and fled from the police. They didn't find him for a few days even though they scoured the property and mobile home next door. Then it hit us, that dude hit out in our pool from the police, bleeding into the water all night. P.S. We never locked our house, garage, or cars. Keys were always in the ignition. Same for everyone in town.